March 21st, 2021. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Pals. Take two, audio working now. Your host, Nick Lipper, Drew Gittins, Matt Bolden, Marty Kepler, and myself, Michael Chavi. Nick? How we doing, boys? I like that Go one. Bobbies. That was really Go good. Bobbies! Go, Go Bobbies! Go Bobbies! All right. Uh... Got another great episode today. Nick showing the Good Vibes Cup. We are live on twitch.tv backslash fantasy football pals. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can't see the cup. So give us a follow there. Uh, live usually on Sundays. And you can listen to, of course, our uh, uploaded podcast. Again, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, search fantasy football pals. Um, but if you want to join in the conversation, twitch.tv backslash fantasy football pals. Last time I'll say it. No, I won't. I forgot to tell you guys, I got a random follow slash subscription guy on Friday night. Awesome. Yeah, some guy I'm out of the bar. Those are our subscribers. Nice. Yeah. Good for good. you. Good. Yeah. Good for the show. Networking fans. Shameless plugs. Got another, job, gr- got another great epi- uh, show planned today, uh, talking free agency and it's fantasy football fallout. So the, really the whole episode is going to be Marty with the news, except Marty won't be running it. Uh, it's going to be me with the news, Michael with the news. Uh, but before we jump into free agents, <laughs> before we jump into free agents, uh, let's hit Marty with the non-free agency news. Marty with the news. Not demoted. Not demoted. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. I apologize. <laughs> All right. First bit of news. Eagles owner instructed to the team to prioritize making Jalen Hurts successful and do not hold a quarterback competition, as the head coach was per- first suggested that he was going to do. Denver District Attorney dismissed Melvin Gordon's DUI charges. And a not-so-fantasy-relevant player anymore, Darius Geis reportedly sexually harassed a 70-year-old woman while at LSU. Bad, Bad dude. Bad. Well, uh, let's well, rest in peace, Darius Geis. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, bad dude. Um, uh, I would I say actually, he maybe shouldn't rest in peace. It doesn't <laughs> seem like worthy of peace, but that's fair. Just me. Fair. Those are fair assumptions to make. Um, my my only comment on that is I don't buy that news from the Eagles in any way whatsoever. Everything I, I you you keep hearing stories that, that they're still very much in the well if, if there is a Deshaun Watson sweepstakes right now TBD on that one but everything I, everything I've heard is they're somewhat in on that I, I think are they pick, are they pick eight I know they're in the top ten they're they're seven I believe or yeah six, I, I believe. If, Sorry, six. if 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 a quarterback that they like falls to them at seven they are taking a quarterback at seven let's not kid ourselves here yeah I think yeah. Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter this year. I think it could be fun, but don't kid yourself if you think you, if if you think this is the lock and load is going to be the quarter, future quarterback of the. Yeah. Okay, cool. We got a hard stop time at noon, Matt. So uh, let's keep rolling here. I think Mr. DUI, uh, Melvin Gordon, that that bit of news is fun. I think Drew, uh, you were saying yeah. about what were you saying about it? Yeah, I just too? think that he could be a really interesting um, play because there's no competition for volume as of right now. Um, so if the situation stays the same and you can get him on the cheap, maybe a mid-second in Dynasty, um, or you, he can be one of those running backs that you take a flyer on later in a draft and redraft, um, I think that could be an interesting play, um, someone to keep an eye on and keep an eye on the situation generally in Denver. 
Yep. Yes, sir. Agreed. I agree. All It'll right. Be a sneaky RB one this year. Right into the free agent. Him and Lenny touchdown, Nick. Matt, God, my you're, you're, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to buck, buckle it up, my son. We're we're going for a ride. We got 40 minutes. <laughs> we got 32 teams. We have about 50 free agent signings. We we got we gotta go. Uh, but free agents that have yet to sign: Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins. So really nothing special there as far as fantasy value uh, besides just tar- uh, where they sign can take away targets from another fantasy-relevant player. Alex Smith, uh, maybe potential starter for a team, maybe backup. Uh, pro- very, very pro Alex Smith podcast, uh, Fantasy Football Pals. James Conner, James White, Le'Veon Bell you have to sign as well. Uh, again, nothing really fantasy relevant there besides maybe taking away some RB1's uh, targets or, uh, excuse me, touches. Um, and then finally, Leonard Fournette, probably the biggest name uh, free agent left to sign in terms of fantasy value. Uh, Leonard Fournette could, could be a top-tier running back or top-tier RB2 running back uh, where he goes in the, in the right situation. Uh, so with that, I think we'll get right into the actual free agency signings that we know about. And each team, starting in the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills, they signed quarterback Mitch Trubisky, assuming to be a backup to Josh Allen. Um, they also signed wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. So those are the two fantasy-relevant players. Do either of those guys excite you in Dynasty? Mitch is no longer relevant. Dynasty or redraft? Do either of those guys excite you, Michael? We have a hard, we have a hard forty minutes. Next question. <laughs> oh, yeah, fantasy <laughs> relevant only. All right. Nah. So the the interesting thing is they did not sign a r- running back. Um, so somebody to keep an eye on. I think that's what I would say about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Emmanuel Sanders might fill the John Brown role. If John Brown excites you, Emmanuel Sanders might as well. Then yeah. that's it. Yeah, he just feels old to me at this point. But keep, yeah, that's fine. a good point, Drew. The John Brown, key player that left the Buffalo Bills. John Brown was was actually a significant part of their offense. Um, so it could be good for Diggs, could be bad for Diggs, depending on how, on how their offense works. You just never know when when a key player oh, like that leaves. Cole Beasley is also a little bit over the hill. No, he's yes. he's, pretty, he's a pretty old player, so he may start to decline. Emmanuel Sanders may eat into some of his production too. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders could be potentially fantasy relevant, but. Potential. John Brown. Keyword is potential. All right. Miami Dolphins uh, did not lose any key players. Uh, they added Jacoby Brissett as a potential backup. Maybe not. Maybe they don't trust Tua. Um, they also signed wide receiver Will Fuller. How do? What do we feel about wide receiver Will Fuller leaving the Houston Texans? I, th- I think it's good. Uh, I mean, if Tua produces like he, you know, was drafted to produce and actually ends up being a competent quarterback, I, c- I think Will Fuller could. I don't think he'll have the same ceiling as he did with Deshaun Watson because Deshaun is obviously a much better quarterback. But I think he could produce similarly at at the level that he was early last season because you have Devontae Parker there who can kind of fill that Brandon Cooks role and, like, take away some. You know, Devontae Parker is an elite, but he's good enough to where he could free up a lot of space for Will Fuller. So yeah, Will Fuller, good, good uh, potential buy this year. I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree because I think both of these, yes, different play styles, but very similar talent. It feels like I feel like they're both gonna kind of cannibalize one another based on the talent that Tua actually has. Tua takes a big step in year two, then I'll eat my hand. But if that doesn't happen, I see both of them as mid wide receiver, wide receiver thirty, wide receiver forty type guys. I see a, uh, I mean, I think the Dolphins are going to focus heavy on the run game to protect Tua. 
Um, and I think the Texans had very little run game generally. Uh, so the vol- I think the passing volume goes down, the air yards go down, um, which is where Wolf Lord thrives. Uh, to me, it's a clear downgrade from where he was in, in Houston. Yeah, I think Tua showed last year that he, he he's an unwillingness to push the ball down the field, and that's where Will Fuller makes his money. Uh, Deshaun Watson does a great job at pushing the ball downfield, or he did. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not not really into – it feels very underwhelming, this signing. If he had gone to, say, Green Bay, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but uh, that's – That one would have been exciting. It would be over the moon, yeah. but not here. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Uh, continuing the AFC East free agency, uh, New England Patriots had a had a day or a couple days, I should say, re-signed Cam Newton, overpaid for Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Sheesh. Nelson Aguilar, two years, 26 million. Kendrick Bourne, three years, 22 and a half million. They also signed tight end Hunter Henry. T- uh, to three years, thirty-seven and a half million, and tight end Janu Smith to four-year, fifty million, with thirty-one million guaranteed. Uh, does somebody want to dive into that? I, I have my own thoughts on on how. I Michael, do I think you should tee off. I think you should tee off the tight ends, my yeah. son. I feel like this is your time. I, so, you if know, anybody has something on the receivers, we'll, we'll give Michael his, his his moment. Yeah, I think uh, Hunter Henry and Janu Smith are one of those guys that were fringe tight ends ones in that tight end wasteland that we saw in the last couple of years. Um, and I say fringe, I mean, they were, you know, tight end six to 10 area. Um, and I think there was a lot of hope for maybe them either John Smith, especially resigning with Corey Davis, leaving uh, increase in targets and then Hunter Henry resigning. I, I think the chargers would have been great, right? Keenan Allen is getting a little older. Justin Herbert takes another step in a second year. Um, or even them going to another team that's going to pay them a lot of money and utilize them even more. And this seemed like the worst case scenario. They get paid a lot of money, and I think they're going to be very underutilized. The uh, New England Patriots had the least amount of passing touchdowns in the NFL last year. It, it just seems like a mess. I, I, I've said a lot on the show that uh, the New England Patriots are where fantasy-relevant players go to die. Um, and I think Hunter Henry and John o. Smith won't finish in the top 20 uh, tight ends this year. That being, I have one piggyback comment. This non-Patriots aside, this probably ups the value significantly for play. I mean, not significantly, but this gives a nice little boost to guys like Darren Waller, Kelsey, and Kittle. Yep. Because you took two guys that you thought, okay, maybe they're quality starters, and you could be thinking, well, there's a world where they finish top. They, they finish as a not as, as a top ten tight end. Not that the top, just not like a back end top ten tight end isn't always world beating, but there was a hope that you could get a guy like this to do that. And now neither of them are going to do that, thus putting talent farther down the board. Correct. Yeah, totally with you, Matt. I I do still believe that the Patriots should try and make a move for a quarterback in the draft, though. So maybe we'll get a little more excited about that. But I think people are hopeful that the this New England Patriots have this secret ultra plan that they're going to get the best quarterback in the first round and all these things. But man, the the quarterbacks this year. Um, you saw the free agents quarterbacks. I mean, it was a wasteland. Mitch Trubisky and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Alex Smith. I mean, it the quarterbacks, uh, it just seems like we almost have a vacuum uh, of, of a void of talent almost with free agents. Um, and that's why the asking price for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson uh, were so high. I can't imagine any of those teams in the top 10 are going to want to trade out and give the Patriots a, a top-tier quarterback. Um 
you know, maybe one falls to them and they'd like a guy, you know, that's always a possibility. It just, this seems like a bad offense and it seems like they overpaid for very average talent. Uh, they still have Nikhil Harry. They still have, uh, I believe Edelman is still under contract this, this upcoming year. I don't see the wide receivers doing anything. I think they're extremely average talents um, and the tight ends, like Matt said, two top, uh, the talent is there and where they went to is a bad situation. So I think we'll just leave it at that. Cam Newton will probably still be fine. You know, he'll get the running, he'll get the goal line work. So, I have a I have a chest pounding hot take here sure, to close out the Patriots. Sure, Cam Cam Newton finishes a top ten quarterback. All right, I'm with it. Yeah, I can see it. And we will be doing our dynasty rankings for quarterbacks coming up here in a couple weeks, so stay tuned for that. On to the New York Jets. Just kidding. Who cares? Nope, we care. Corey Davis, the chosen one, wide receiver <laughs> for the uh, Tennessee Titans last year. Had 92 targets. Now going on to the New York Jets. Signed a three-year, $37.5 million contract. Assumed to be the wide receiver one there. Assumed, right? Can we make that assumption? I would. I yeah. yeah. So, Marty, sure. Not you... excited about him any more than I was about the wide receiver one in New York last year, though. Yeah, I that's the I don't see this. Guy. So, Marty, you owned Corey Davis on the Titans last year. Um, yes. And you were... I think excited that the fact that he was going to go to the free agency in, the, in our dynasty league and, and go somewhere and get paid and become the guy, right? Yeah. Does how, how do you feel about the signing and do you it's, wish he would have stayed? I kind of I wish he would have stayed just because of Johnny Smith leaving. Mm. Would have been nice because then that only means you would assume more targets for him and AJ Brown. But you also have that idea where oh he can go somewhere and be the guy like he or he could go to say Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers be the wide receiver too there will still produce very well. It ideally you want him to go somewhere be the wide receiver one. The only bad thing is he went to the Jets who struggle with the quarterback position, you're putting your faith in Sam Darnold. So, and so that Marty, you feel doesn't. worse about it. You you feel worse about it than you did before. Uh, I just say, yeah. Marty, you it are, doesn't feel good. You are sitting on a fence today, my friend. You're going to have a tough time. <laughs> you're going to have a tough time in the draft tonight, my son. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you feel better about it, though, if they wow. drafted a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson? Yes. Can I, can I, can I, can I take the field? Yes, page? Matt. You, you're, you're always been Corey Davis, uh, truther. Let's, let's hear it. This, this man I would consider, consider him a son. Mm. Um, a son that has just finally hit the fourth year breakout. Got 25 minutes, man. Little late, little late, but hey, we still take it. <laughs> I think this is, I'm going to place another sweeping statement that this is a moonshot. This is 85 receptions, 100, 1,095 yards, eight touchdowns, wide receiver two, rest in peace Denzel Mims, rest in peace Jamison Crowder, yes. moonshot, done. Wow. Marty, get off, the, get off the fence. Get off the fence. Wow. Love you, man. <laughs> yeah, Marty, man, thank you for saying rest in peace to Denzel Mims. I, I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, he, he deserved, he deserved um, to be mentioned. Long, long may he reign, gone. Get rid of him. Okay. 
Moving on to the AFC North, Baltimore Ravens didn't really do much as far as fantasy relevance. Uh, they lost some key defensive players, but nothing as far as really worthwhile talking about. Cincinnati Bengals, they upgraded their offensive line. Again, didn't really add anyone as far as wide receivers or running backs. Um, did they Did they bring in Marvin Jones? They did not. Not that I saw, at least. Oh, was he Jacksonville? Yeah, Jacksonville. So, uh, oh, Marvin Jones is a Jacks. They yeah. they did lose AJ Green, so that's worth noting. Um, so maybe you get yeah. a slight boost. To, you know the younger guys, of course, that it was expected that uh, AJ Green would be leaving. Um, again, they upgrade the offensive line. Maybe Joe Mixon has a finally a nice season. Finally, finally, uh, one can be hopeful. Uh, moving on to the hope, the yours truly, Cleveland Browns, hometown heroes. Mm-hmm. Resign, resign, Rashard Higgins. I don't know why Cleveland was so excited about this. I, I don't really like him too much, but, uh, you know, to each its own, I suppose. They upgraded a lot on their defense. Um, they should just be an overall better team. And maybe since they upgraded their defense, um, they can run the ball more, potentially. Uh, but as far as that's just speculation, as far as fantasy relevant players, didn't really get anyone worth talking about. And moving on to the last team in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Resigned Juju Smith-Schuster to a one-year deal worth eight million dollars. Got him on dirt cheap. Uh, Drew, what do you say? That's, I wouldn't say that's dirt cheap. It's the it's same. Gosh. It's the same per year as Nelson Aguilar. Well, maybe, yeah, the Patriots grossly overpaid for Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> sure. And I think Michael, Juju's you're saying much, Juju's a much better talent than Nelson Aguilar. Let's just let's just leave it. Yes, at that. that's um, fair. That, that and there were reports that he could have signed elsewhere for more money, longer years. So I think he wanted one more year, one more trip around the sun with old Big Ben. Uh, Drew, what do you think about this move, uh, Juju coming back, and not about the Pittsburgh Steelers in general, but as far as his effect on his fantasy relevance and uh, the other guys, Deontay Johnson and and, uh, Chase Claypool? Yeah, to me, this is a much better in real-life football move for the Steelers than it is a fantasy football move. Um, I think you're going to see something similar. Uh, well, okay, assuming Ben's health and ability to throw the football next year, I think you're going to see similar production uh, as to what you saw this year. Um, they had three running or three wide receivers in the top 30. I believe it was in top the top 25, and I imagine yes. that continue. Um, so high volume of passes, maybe not a lot of passes downfield. Um, so I think if if any of them are going to cannibalize each other, it's going to be Juju and Deontay. Um, Claypool's role as the downfield threat is safe, um, but that's more on how Ben is able to throw the ball. Um, so for me, I think in fantasy purposes, this is kind of the worst case scenario for all three players. Um, I think two wide receivers in a room is excellent. Three wide receivers in a room is way too crowded and they start taking away from each other. So good real life move for the Steelers, uh, bad for fantasy owners of all three, of all three players. Okay. Just for reference, Juju finished 16, Deontay 21, Chase Claypool 22. Someone ranked him in fantasy. We got, we got 20 minutes left. This is big content. This is, this is big time. This is bigger than talking about half these times. Okay. Long term, -term, it's, uh, Juju Claypool Deontay. Wow. Nick? What do we? What was the question? Long term. Rank the three. Rank, rank. Who do you, who who do we want in fantasy this year? In, or dynasty? Yeah, I would say dynasty. Let's keep it dynasty focused. Okay, dynasty. dynasty. Only because I don't think Ben is going to play more than one more season. I'm going to say Claypool, Juju, Deontay. I, I'm I'm with you guys as well. I'm with. I'm there. I think I'm kind of there. Okay. Okay. We've only done two divisions in 20 minutes. 
Got a lot. Of, we got a lot of ground to cover here, boys. Moving on to the AFC South, the Houston Texans uh, signed running back Mark Ingram, running back Philip Lindsay. I don't really know what to make oh, of that. Oh, I forgot running. about that. I don't Next. know what to make of that running back. Next, who cares? Um, it's, it's a jumbled mess. A bunch yeah. of wide receivers no one cares about, and of course, there's been a lot of talks. Uh, Deshaun Watson's in some hot water. Uh, let's not discuss the Houston Texans any more than that. Again, key loss this year is losing Will Fuller in their wide receiver. And Cooks could be a sneaky, sneaky pick. Okay. Sure. You got to have someone throw him the ball. But yes, um, yep. Indianapolis Colts. Of course, they acquired quarterback Carson Wentz. Uh, I think Matt's very excited about that. He could spend a whole hour episode talking about that, <laughs> and we won't let him do that. Um, <laughs> they also re-signed Marlon Mack to a one-year, $2 million contract. Prove it, your healthy deal. Uh, does that influence Jonathan Taylor's value at all to you guys? Or nope, not at all. Not Slightly. I would Slightly, have preferred not, not to have had that happen, but uh, I still love the man. Okay. Uh, they did not add any wide receivers, which is important to note. Again, T.Y. Hilton is left unsigned. Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, maybe potentially take that next step this year. Paris Campbell as well, if he's healthy. Please stop. We're not doing this again. Yes, Drew. Why do we do this? Yes, Drew. Come on. Why? Is he not the wide receiver too? There. Why do we Next. talk yeah. about Paris Campbell? Done. We're done. We're done. We're done. No more. I can't. I, I'm not. Not a second. Not a second of Paris you, Campbell. Please. Why is that such a heated topic? <laughs> we're we just do done. This. We do this all the time. I'm so confused. Right. It's, Marty, it's, Mar- it's, Mar- it's Marty's fault. Next, Michael. We're running out of time. All right. All right. Jackson, <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars acquired running back Carlos Hyde to be assumedly the backup to James uh, James James Robinson. They signed wide receiver Marvin Jones, a couple other wide receivers, not really worth mentioning. Nick, what do we? I know that the Jaguars GM came out and said they wanted to add some competition. Um, Carlos Hyde is presumably that competition. Are you nervous uh, about James Robinson, the true RB1 that he was destined to be? I love everything they've done, man. I think this offense is going to open up. They're going to have Trevor Lawrence at the helm. He has the talent to have a Justin Herbert type rookie season. They added some talent on the edge and, um, you know, wide receiver depth. I think this offense is going to significantly, significantly improve from where it was last year when all they did was, Hey, James Robinson, put the team on your back, lead us to the promised land. James Robinson's Touches are going to go down, but I think his efficiency is going to greatly go up because this offense will be so much better as a whole. I'm all in, dude. I think he's going to be an RB1. I love the guy. There it is. I'm with you, Nick. I I think this is this was probably best case scenario for James Robinson. Adding Carlos Hyde, he's going to be the backup. Everyone understands that. Yep. Uh, They didn't add a young guy. They didn't go out and get say Philip Lindsay, who's going to take say third down. uh, You know passing plays or anything like that. This is a great this is a great pickup and I think great great for James Robinson owners. All aboard the train. Moving on to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I want to spend a little time here. And it's not about who they gained, but more about what they lost. So we talked about Corey Davis. He had 92 targets last year. Jonu Smith, tight end, had 65 targets last year. So it's worth noting uh, they did agree to terms to a one-year deal with, deal with tight end Anthony Ferkser? Ferkser, yes. Um, who came in uh, when John Smith was hurt last year. He came in and was actually a tight end one for a couple weeks. Uh, so mm. that could be a name to watch out for in deep leagues um, and, a, and a tight end sleeper in, in drafts for later rounds. Um, but realistically, I think it's, again, it's not about what they gained, but more about what they lost. And I think this is a huge improvement for A.J. Brown. 
Uh, 92 targets from Corey Davis is a lot of targets uh, that are really opened up. Um, the, Jones, is- the General Smith targets, you can say maybe you're going to go to the next tight end in line or things <laughs> like that. Um, but those Corey Davis targets are really key, and I think A.J. Brown is going to see a couple of those. Uh, Matt, how do we how do we feel about uh, Cor- uh, A.J. Brown this next year? I mean, in terms of volume, yeah, it's 100% good. I mean, it, it's good stuff. Realistically, it's – yeah, it's, it, it's, pro in term, it's pro in terms of volume. We all understand that A.J. Brown's a superior athlete and a very, very, very good player. My only hesitation right now is – one, you'd have to think that they'll probably spend a decent draft capital. Probably, if, if I was guessing, I, I mean, I don't have the team needs off the top of my head, but you would have to think that a receiver might, they might be looking at a day two second round pick receiver in a relatively good class, which should help. Because realistically, you don't want, Corey, I mean, like t- defenses are probably going to be able to tee off on A.J. Brown. You, you're, you're getting, du- you're going to get doubled left and right. And that's, I mean, not that, like, not, not that he can't prove to get past that, but that, that's kind of troublesome for me. We realistically, we need to see the Titans add people right now. Yeah, I think one name that gets kind of lost in the shuffle is Adam Humphreys. Um, he yelled, he was released. Yeah. Was he released? Okay, well then I guess that's why mm-hmm. he gets lost in the shuffle. So yeah, I'm with Matt, <laughs> yeah. they need to, uh, they need to add someone. I'm all aboard AJ Brown train. He's going to be top five next year. You can book it. All right, moving on <laughs> to the AFC West, uh, Denver Broncos. Who cares? Uh, again, uh, you know, Mr. DUI himself is the only running back there. They didn't add anybody. I, I hate their offense. I, I hate their team. I, I don't care. Where are they drafting? Is there a chance they get one of these rookies? Drew, uh, Nick, who cares? No, does anyone know? Dude, if they do, uh, man, the, the Broncos yeah. offense has a good amount of skill, guys. They just need a quarterback, man. They could they could explode. Yeah. Sutton, Judy, Fan. Yep, Fant. Melvin, obviously, is yeah. still, you know, pretty good. They They – if they have the right guy at the helm, that offense could do some things, man. They're at nine, Nick. They're at nine, so they could, yeah. They could get one of those top five guys. Gonna, they'll, have to, they'll have to trade up to they'll do have to it. Trade up. When this is when this you, is all really, you up. think those top five QBs are all going to be gone by nine? Yeah. I just don't think. I well, well, the, the question is, is what do we really think of two of the top five? Yeah. Or two and that's, 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 how it for, that's a show for another day. Yeah, show for another, another day. Let's let's keep moving here. Kansas yeah. City Chiefs uh, again didn't really add anybody of note, but it's kind of what they lost. They lost some some key offensive linemen. Uh, proved they couldn't pay them. You know, it, the Kansas City Chiefs looks like themselves are still going to be good, um, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Not to overreact react about though. Las Vegas Raiders. They lost Nelson Aguilar and Tyrell Williams. So maybe a boost in production uh, for Henry Ruggs, year two breakout potentially. But I really want to talk about, uh, and they did add John Brown, uh, but I really want to talk about the running back room. They they re-signed yeah. Theo Redick, long may he reign. But they also, more importantly, uh, signed Kenya Drake to a two-year, $11 million deal, uh, year deal. And um, I hate this for Josh Jacobs owners. <laughs> yeah. I... Probably would not draft Josh Jacobs as my RB2 this year. I, I saw uh, Devontae Booker take plenty of touchdowns and touches last year. John Gruden loves uh, – he loves Josh Jacobs, but he also loves saving Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs has had a lot of injuries with his hips or knees or something. Um, he doesn't get the uses that an RB1 does, and people thought that he would. Um, I think Kenya Drake's going to take some work uh, – Not. And I think he's, yeah. he'll probably take more work than Devontae Booker did last year. 
And that's a recipe for disaster. Josh Jacobs was probably the worst top 10 RB as far as owning him. Um, he was consistent, but man, he had no games that you felt good about. Yeah, it never felt yeah. good. He's incredibly jaded. Well, man, what do you think about it, though? We have time. Uh, I, I, I agree. This is the worst case scenario for Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, Kenny and Drake was one of the top five big name running backs, and they, they didn't add Carlos Hyde. You know, like, you feel better about I'm Carlos not- Hyde coming to James Robinson and being the backup than you do Kenyon Drake being the backup to Josh Jacobs. I am not afraid of Kenyon Drake's talent. I'm just afraid of since they gave him that level of a decent contract, yep. if he'll like what his usage will be there. I still yeah. find Josh Jacobs is a superior talent to Kenyon Drake, but yeah, I mean, this is, this, I, I'm, I'm interested to see, we have our dynasty draft today and I'm going to, I'm very interested to see if Josh Jacobs just takes a total nosedive. To me, I'm so, I'm, sure well. I'm so, uh, I'm so um, bearish on it. New, new word too. You like it? I'm so bearish on Josh Jacobs um, because, <laughs> did I use it right? Did I use it right? Yeah, you're fine. Uh, you got it. Because of the usage, and I and I and and that's really what you you know with running backs, it comes down to usage. Josh Jacobs is excellent talent, um, but if Kenyon Drake is there, they paid him all the money. I I, I can't imagine that he's going to get um, true RB one uh, touches uh, to be able to produce for you. So, moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers, they added some key offensive line upgrades. I love this team. Um, they also resi- they signed Jared Cook. Um, I think they're in the Kyle Pitts sweepstakes. I think it's going to be an exciting team. I I I love it. Reckless speculation. We're running it. We're on a ten minute clip here. I know. Sorry, man. Sorry. NFC East. Moving out of the NFC East, got three divisions left. Dallas Cowboys uh, signed Dak Prescott to a long term deal. Are you guys excited for Dynasty? Uh, the three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is going to be this is going to be really fun. I mean, it should be. I mean, hopefully, it should be really fun. We'll see. I think I think Dak's numbers last year were a bit gaudy. I don't expect that pace to be. I don't expect that shot out of a gun pace to re like to come back from the season. I think they're going to try to reinvent the run game a little bit more, things like that. I just don't expect like I would not walk in here thinking Dak Prescott was going to throw for six thousand yards before he rolled his ankle in half. Amari Cooper, Ceedee Lamb, Gallup, Moon, don't do it. Good players, very good players, all very droppable. Happy to be your wide in, in your wide receiver course. Uh, for me, this is this one's coming down to Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper is gr- going to be grossly undervalued in some areas. Yeah, he's still the hundred million dollar man. I know we're all I, we I, we all, myself included. I love Ceedee Lamb. I think I, I think Amari Cooper is still very young. He's still on a very large contract. Yeah, and I think he's going to be grossly undervalued in various drafts. I, I'm actually with you. Like I would, I'm, I'm, I'm I, Amari Cooper finishes higher than Ceedee Lamb. Every day and twice on Sunday for the next two years. Okay. Bold statements. We got 10 minutes left. Let's keep moving here. He's only 26. Nice. The New York Giants um, bolstered their their wide receiver room. They added John Ross, uh, which is not really relevant, but they did add Kenny Galladay, four year, $72 million deal with $40 million fully guaranteed. The biggest, one of the biggest contracts in free agency. Uh, let's spend some time. Marty. Let's start with you because you're going to be the most excited about this. Is Kenny Galladay a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two in your eyes? Really quickly. Wide receiver two. Okay. Danny Dimes isn't that good. He's not that good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick, do you see it the same way? Oh. Yeah. I, Rest in peace, seriously. Yeah. 
I I just don't yeah I don't think the offense or the Giants are good enough to produce a wide receiver one. I just really don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Daniel Jones is good enough, uh, and that's what it really comes down to. You gotta have someone throwing. The I'm, ball. I think he's a top fifteen wide receiver. Okay. I, right. I think he's high end wide receiver. Borderline. Yeah. I yeah. Like, the, yeah. I will say the nice thing about the Giants have is they have enough weapons: Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, that Kenny Galladay won't get. Uh, the double teams and things that say AJ Brown will see, um, so that mm. will give him some opportunities. You just need Danny Dimes yeah. to to give him the Hit ball, him. right? Um, so I, I'm probably it, with Matt. Yeah, uh, 15 it, is 15 is where he sees. We're all incredibly down on Danny Dimes, and rightfully, I, I'm not saying I'm not over here saying I'm all in on Danny Dimes. I'm saying when you lose your theoretically offensive cornerstone piece for the season in the second week of the on the second week of the year. It's hard to come back from that. I think we underestimate how much of that offense probably would have been focused around Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're going to see a very different Giants offense this year. Wow, Matt, you're full of bold takes us today. It's great. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they're going to be awesome. I'm saying I don't think it's going to be a smoking hot. It's back. not going to look like it looked last Super year. Bowl that's what Matt said. You heard it here first, guys. That, that's Giants' heard. best offense in football. <laughs> Matt Bolton said it. Book it. All right, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Who cares? They did not do anything because they have no money. Trash. They have awful owner, awful GM. Who cares? <laughs> Washington football team. They signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will presumably be their quarterback uh, for this year. Um, and, uh, and then they also signed wide receiver Curtis Samuel to a three-year deal worth $34.5 million. Curtis Samuel is younger than Terry McLaurin. Remember it. <laughs> Terry McLaurin is the oldest rookie in the history of the NFL. That's not true, but <laughs> it feels right. Um, <laughs> oldest, oldest, oldest year three player of all time. Yeah, no, yeah. So uh, Curtis, Curtis Samuel, I think I'm actually really excited. I, I love this signing. Yeah, for, it's a good one for the football team. Um, and I, I really like Curtis Samuel. Maybe not to produce. Obviously, he's not going to produce what Terry McLaurin's going to produce this year. But his ADP is going to be so much lower than Terry McLaurin's. Um, and I think you know in redrafts especially. Where his ADP lies, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, in in it's big, August, it's, it's good value. It's going to be, I think, it, the best, some of the best value in this upcoming year's redraft. I think Curtis Samuel is one of those guys that gets lost in the shuffle, um, especially with Terry McLaurin all the hype he gets. I think in redraft, monitor his ADP. He 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 should be a be a, a great you know flex guy. Um, that counts of last year, uh, Curtis. So that's week eight to week seventeen. Curtis Samuel was uh, wide receiver twelve. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a diamond in the rough for somebody if they know how to use him. Yeah, and I think yeah, he's, dynasty, he's coming back to the coach that drafted him. Yep, yep. And in dynasty, if you can get if you can get this guy uh, for cheap or you know like oh uh, flying under the radar, he's the second fiddle to Terry McLaurin. I think he's gonna he's gonna give you that value that you need for sure. Uh, I'm really big. Let's talk about the running backs real quick though. I feel like that is a point that we should. I know it's not free agency related, but what? who do you guys? Nick, they resigned McKissick, right? We have five minutes. We All right, we can keep pressing them. They did, no, I, I mean I don't think anything happened. I think J, I think JD McKissick's on there, just on yeah. the contract. Yeah, yeah. Yes. it's the same same running back group. Same it's group. good for it's good for Antonio Gibson. Uh, I think bad for the pass catching running backs. Ryan Fitzpatrick pushes the ball downfield, and they're going to run the football. Yep, got two divisions left. Quick plug live on Twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Search Fantasy Football Pals. Give us a follow on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. The NFC North 
Chicago Bears signed quarterback Andy Dalton, agreeing and promising him that he would be their starting quarterback. I guess it can't be worse than Mitch Trubisky. Wait, they did? They promised yes. him that he would be their starting quarterback, yep. correct? Wow. According to the press conference. I had no idea that was the case, but um, nice. So, and then immediately tried to trade for Russell Wilson. And Good for him. Allen Robinson got franchise tagged. Uh, Allen Robinson will be another locked and loaded top 10 wide receiver. Don't, yep. don't listen to what the experts don't say. Don't overthink it. We are the experts. He said, I think it's important for, to say, though, that he has said that he has no plans to sign his franchise tag anytime soon. He, he did. He signed it. He just signed? He All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He signed it. So. Yeah, don't don't worry about Allen Robinson. I, I do have a little shed a tear for Darnell Mooney. He was going to be my 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 son taking over the reins for Allen Robinson leaving, but that didn't happen. So uh, there's still some dynasty value there, but a lot less. Uh, Detroit Lions, of course, their quarterback now is Jared Goff. The one I want to talk about uh, is they signed Brashad uh, Perryman and Tyrell Williams. Neither of those are that exciting, but they did lose Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. So who's going to be the wide receiver in that room? Maybe he's not in the building yet. Maybe they, they trust Jared Goff and go get a guy, a young guy. That would be exciting, in my opinion. Um, but they also signed Jamal Williams to a two, two-year deal worth up to $7.5 million. Jamal Rest Williams, in peace, carry on, Johnson. Jamal Williams isn't going to be their starting <laughs> back. Um, but I think it just shows the continual trend that the Detroit Lions don't want to make DeAndre Swift a true RB one with true ninety percent usage and and uh you know all the touches and I think they're gonna they brought in Jamal Williams for a reason right they signed him to a deal for a reason so they lost Adrian Peterson they they bolstered their running back room with Jamal Williams. I would imagine a situation where Jamal Williams takes over the Giovanni Bernard role um, that we saw last year um, in in um, in Cincinnati. Uh, where he's hawking touchdowns, he's taking a lot of passing work on third down, um, and just a general pain in the ass for um, for Joe Mixon owners. I imagine there's a, a, there's a similar comparison to be made here. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm with you, Drew, and I think it just it just says a lot about bringing in a free agent competition. And Jamal Williams isn't old; I mean, he's he's only 25, so it's not bringing like bringing in Carlos Hyde again. I'm comparing it to James Robinson's situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Just be a backup. I, I think he will get some touches, and he'll eat into some production of, of DeAndre Swift. So for dynasty owners, yep. I think it's it's pretty pretty sad. Um, it is concerning. Uh, so Green for Bay sure. Packers re-signed Aaron Jones. Nothing changes there. Same exact off, uh, pretty much same exact offense coming back. Um, Gosh, Michael, I can't believe they re-signed a 29 year old running back. I thought it was, <clears> I thought oh, wait, it was 26. All right, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, again, not a lot happening there, uh, finishing out the uh, NFC North. Minnesota Vikings, pretty much the same team. Still got Dalvin Cook, still got the same quarterback, same wide receiver duo. Nothing much to report. Moving on. Alex NFC- Collins is now gone. What? Right? I didn't find him. I thought he went to Seattle. Oh, yeah, he is. We're, we're, Sorry. We're the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Alex Collins on the Vikings? No, he was on the Seahawks. Yeah. You're thinking of different Collins. Yeah. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Keep right. it rolling. NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons didn't do much of note. They have, they're paying Matt Ryan a bunch of money. They don't have a lot of cap space to do it. Uh, Carolina Panthers got D. Moore. Oh, excuse me, David Moore. Uh, another D. Moore to the group. Uh, two-year contract worth $4.5 uh, million. Of course, David Moore was the wide receiver for Seattle Seahawks. G- good player, honestly. 
um, but shouldn't eat into the value uh, at all of the, of the um, Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore there. Just got to worry about the quarterback, which I think they will address in the draft. Uh, moving on to the New Orleans Saints. Big move is obviously they re-signed uh, Jameis Winston to a one-year deal. Uh, there's going to be a quarterback competition uh, for this upcoming season. They restructured Taysom Hill's contract because they were in cap space hell. Not a lot changing there as far as skill players, but I think obviously that quarterback battle will determine everything. So that'll be something that we continuously talk about. It's it's worth more yep. than than a minute discussion. Yep. Um, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers re-signed the gang. Chris Godwin's back on a franchise tag. Gronk is back. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, you last... feel good if Antonio Brown moves on for Chris Godwin? Yep. Um, if Antonio Brown moves on, they don't bring him back on a super cheap deal, you feel really good about that. Yep. Right. I agree. I still feel good about, good about it in general. He was just pretty injured this past year. Yep. All right. Last division, NFC West. The let's see, San Francisco 49ers, not a lot going on there. They signed some linemen. Of course, there'll be another run heavy offense this year. George Kittle's coming back. I think their offense can be much improved. I think they make the playoffs again this year. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, they don't have a lot of money because they're paying Jared Koff so much from the trade. Of course, the new quarterback is Matthew Stafford. Um, the two last two teams here, Arizona Cardinals signed AJ Green. What do you guys think? Can AJ Green be anything, or, or are we just kind of totally out? Whatever happens with he's a, he's a not, he's nothing more than an occasional deep flex, an occasional flex need streamer. He's a streamer. He's not. I wouldn't even. I, I wouldn't yeah. say he's he's like may, maybe yeah. a rosterable, but like yeah, in a fifteen he's round, gonna be a, he's going to be a post round ten player. Yeah, I agree. I I have a hard time even thinking that he might be because I think Christian Kirk is going to take a look. Oh, I still believe he could take a, a tiny step this year. Well, I also mm. heard Larry Fitzgerald retire. Then I've also heard Larry Fitzgerald might come back. So yeah. it, it's it doesn't matter. It, it's not really overly relevant. I heard he's playing. Yeah. It'll depend on it'll depend on how they use him in the red zone. I think if any if he has any value at all, it's because they like throwing him jump balls in the end zone because he's tall and has been good at that for his entire career. Um, I can't imagine it'll be consistent production. Oof. Nope. What a whirlwind! Last team, Seattle Seahawks. Of course, they had the Russell Wilson. Uh, debacle and the trade rumors and all what, what have you. Uh, but they were able to re-sign Chris Carson on a two-year, $14.5 million deal. Is Chris Carson another lock-and-loaded RB1 this year, or, or I guess he was RB2 last he, year? He's been an RB2 the past few years. But, yes, I agree. I, I do think he is. I think, he's, I, I think he's going to be relatively undervalued at this point in time. It's the best-case scenario for him, I think. I agree. Mm-hmm. Decent deal, yeah. two-year deal. There's nothing, nothing spat about. Now I can move on, thinking I that there's no chance for Shad Penny's going to be have any value in tonight's draft. Win-win for everyone. <laughs> Excellent! Wow! Can't what wait a, to watch Marty and Nick fight to the death over him later this evening. What a whirlwind! <laughs> All right, before we sh- before we end the show here, um, what about Gerald Everett? He signed there for one. <laughs> oh, day, dude. dude, that's a big, interesting. One. All right, <laughs> Gerald Everett. I apologize. Get excited, people. Marty with the news. Hey, free agency show, frenzy. Twenty-six-year-old tight end Gerald Everett. Yeah, that's that's a good one, Mark. Get your get your get your engines revving. That's a good one. I mean, I think the tight end wasteland is is very real this year, and I I think it just points back to the fact that um, after the top three, I mean, there were guys like Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith again that that I thought maybe could sneak in that top five range and close that gap. It, it, 
there just seems like a huge gap. And I think the tight ends this mm-hmm. year, especially will be such a, such a different value. It's, it's crazy, but, um, crazy. so, uh, real quick for me on the show, what, what's he, what, what player are you most excited? Uh, whether he signed a new, new deal or a player that, you know, let, uh, you know, left a team, right. And, and someone, uh, in that room can, can take a step forward. Uh, what, what player are you most excited about from the, from his free agency fallout? Mm. Uh, that's it's it's honestly interesting because i'm not super excited about almost any of it um i yeah. really like i mean most of the i mean most of the biggest deals that were signed um nelson aguilar um uh, i mean I, if i had to pick one it might be curtis samuel um but i mean I, even then i'm still a little bit concerned about their quarterback situation long term and i think they're not going to be bad enough to be able to address it in the draft um I think a sneaky one, a really sneaky one that could have some value um, would be Marvin Jones as well. Um, I think uh, him in Jacksonville with a, with a quarterback that's willing to throw it deep, um, relatively ro- low risk, um, a guy that you're going to take later in the draft. Um, I think you feel pretty okay about where Marvin Jones ended up. Reckless speculation that Trevor Lawrence is going to throw deep. Nick, is there any guy, <laughs> is there any guy that you're, you're excited about particularly? Oh, no, I don't know. It's just <laughs> no, 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 no. I was really hoping Juju would move on. I'm not gonna lie, because then my love for Chase Claypool would have just been unsustainable. But it, that on, that made me quite sad. Not gonna lie. So Nick, you were looking for addition by subtraction. I was indeed, Michael. Okay. I was indeed, and we did not get it, sadly. Matt, is- and there were rumors about him going to the I, Chiefs potentially, which would have been that would have been that would have been not fair. Matt, I uh, I am though. I guess there is one. I'm excited about a man that I had my roster last year, Mr. Henry Ruggs. I think he he came into the season uh, banged up. I think he might even missed a game or two at the beginning of the season. He did. Yep. Um. Yeah. So he was he was banged up all year. Had a very underwhelming rookie performance compared to the fellow wide receivers in his draft class. But it's all his now. He is the man. There, I think he's the wide receiver one. He has that first round draft capital. I think they want him to be the man, so I could see him potentially having a big, big year. Okay, uh, Matt, is there any, any anybody you want to? I've got a, I've, I've got a big one here. Johnny Smith. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, for me, it's for me, it's Pittman. I thought yeah. I, 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 yeah. I kind of thought I, I thought the Colts were going to be players in that. That why that in the in the larger scheme of like the big name wide receiver market, granted yeah. this team has had unlimited cap space for as long as I can remember. Crazy. They right? pick up they pick up Carson Wentz's monster contract and still have seventy seventy two million in cap space. So I don't know what's going on in Indy. I don't know if it's just voodoo magic. ATM's always open over there. I don't know. Should be no. It should be exciting for Pittman. Yeah. I, I, they could draft a player, but I don't think they're. I don't see them going big as a first, with a first round wide receiver. So this yeah. should be fun. That, that's a I'm not. One, a, right? I'm not a Paris Campbell guy. And then I have. I have another one too. I think. I think the Carlos Hyde signing is huge for James Robinson. Yep. I think it'll be very fun. I mean, I, at the very least, it'll be nice to see him get another shot at it. If he can, like, you worry about the like the capital of an undrafted rookie, but if he has another, might be can carry the load again. You'd like to see him getting re-signed with a little bit more. I don't know how much his contract is, but just having a bit more reassurance from the team. So I think this mm-hmm. was huge for him. All right, Marty, you got one? Yeah, I think Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. I, think he, I think overall he's the one that's going to take, in terms of fantasy, the biggest step forward Yep. from work. So. Yep. 
Chris Carson, I think, stays the same as what he was. Kenny Galladay, I think, takes a little step back. Um, yeah, Chris Sam. I'll give mine. I so, I, uh, I think Chase Edmonds is the big winner here. Uh, he, he's still mm-hmm, young. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kenny and Drake left, and they're not gonna. It doesn't seem like they're gonna bolster that room. Maybe, um, and if they don't, um, I think Chase uh, uh, Chase Edmonds uh, could be could be a guy that that could be a sneaky have sneaky value, especially in drafts. Maybe people forget about him. So, mm-hmm. big, big on that play. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that's my big one. Um, all right, I think that's about ending today's episode. Speculation, free agency fallouts. Uh, again, we're live streaming the podcast, twitch.tv backslash fantasy football pals. And of course, you're, if you're listening to us, you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Fantasy football pals, Marty, take us out. Have a good week, everyone.